Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. We are ready to go. Um, Merry Christmas, Zach. How you doing? Hi. This <laughs> is better than it's last. So much week. better. That's amazing. Way to go. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So last week we were talking about... Um, Silence and waiting and just somehow Advent. Somehow Advent became this discussion that just kind of went like zoom out into like uh right turn into left field and then boom, we were all the way out there. And you're like, okay, let's come back and we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. So here we are, next time. Episode I don't know if we have to say episode number. I don't even know what it is. So I think forty something. Yeah. Turns out, turns the topic out. from last week actually has more to do with Advent than I thought. Wow, you're turned. Oh, no. <laughs> also, that means I did some research, so. <laughs> Pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Yeah. So we're going to start with. Well, it took 40-something episodes, but I finally decided to write some notes. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Way to go. Well, then, Mr. Note Man, why don't you start us off? All right. Because we're going to look at two aspects of Advent. Yes, we are going to break Advent down into two op, two podcasts. Break it down. <clears throat> My cough is still here. Um, so it's going to look like we're going to break it down into the second coming of Christ and the birth. Nice. Jesus. Baby Jesus. Um, baby Jesus. Anyway, so that's, I mean, I've seen it. <clears throat> Six weeks, six podcasts, or six episodes, or four, or two, or there's 20 different ways you can break it down. Nice. I guess that'll be part of our discussion. So, um, a little bit of stuff I learned. Yeah. Western world. um, We don't really know when Advent started. It's not very clear. Um, But it doesn't really matter. Um, It's been around for a long time. Western world usually does about four Sundays before Christmas is the celebration of Advent. Some places do six. Oh, really? Um, so it doesn't, there's not any like written rule. Okay. <clears throat> it's pretty widely um, agreed upon that the Bible doesn't say we should celebrate Advent or that we should do Advent or whatever, but, um, but it's pretty obvious to most people that it's something that is like beneficial and worth We'll get into the why of that. Some other neat things I was learning in the history of Advent. Um, Christmas, the Christmas day or Christmas celebration holiday in general, the timing of that kind of came about, I guess they had Easter was already established. That one, like the early church agreed upon pretty pretty early, it seems. Um, And that one kind of had to do with like, I mean, again, often it's Northern Hemisphere. We're talking about that makes these decisions. So um, springtime. <clears throat> coming of, you know, things are coming to life. And so that's kind of, you know, has a little bit of why they had decided that that's when a celebration of Easter would happen um, and the resurrection and stuff. And there's some other details there. But so that was already then. And then they decided that, well. Oh, didn't the early church tie it to Passover? Well, that too, it's yes. It's tied to Passover, Yeah, that's right? also. Like Jesus is celebrating Passover. Yes, 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 correct. Yeah. 
This was just the stuff I was getting when I was oh, nice. listening okay. this morning. Cool. But cool. anyway, cool. Cool. <clears throat> Christmas, cool. they were like, well, cool. darkest day of the year in December. And I mean, back then, that's not like we had like electricity to like make it not seem that dark. <clears throat> so I think a big part of it was that like they wanted to decided to celebrate the coming of um, the light of the world coming to the world. They decided to celebrate that during the darkest time of the year. That's kind of cool. But also interesting that, like, by no means is this when we think Jesus was born. No. It may have been, but that's not at all why they picked it. It is a cool meaning behind why they picked it. But, yeah, just to clarify, December 25th is not <laughs> what theologians think is his birthday. They don't know. It could be any time, really. But it doesn't matter. We celebrate it because it's the, yeah. the, sim, the symbolic... Um, Symbolism behind it is kind of cool. Yeah. So. Cool. And then Advent. Advent is the word. There's the Latin word, or the other the Greek word, and then the Latin word. Anyway, <clears throat> the translation of those is the, the the word used for both the birth of Jesus and the second coming of Jesus was the same. Advent <clears throat> is the word used for both those things. Cool. Um, so it means both. And so I guess that's why we're going to break it down into these two topics. Some people break it down into four or many more or whatever, because there's other themes. subtopics or themes, themes the word I was looking for, themes within Advent um, right. story. Right, like faith, but... peace, love, joy. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah. Waiting, stillness, Waiting, all these stillness. other things I keep hearing about. So Burning candles. Yeah. Anyway, the quick, again, quick and short, dirty definition of Advent, I guess, would be uh, the anticipation wow. of and longing for Jesus. So, or wait, oh, anticipation of and longing for someone, which we're going to define as Jesus here. Um, that's kind of the one that I would, like my research is kind of on here. Um, so you, are you in disagreement waiting. with anything I've said so far? Or that's no, where you're at too? I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation okay. actually quite a bit. You're doing um, a great job. So a lot of what I um, was reading and listening to had to do with this idea um, <clears throat> of waiting and stillness and countercultural to what we have today. So <clears throat> if I dive into that a bit, like right now, we talked about this before, our culture is very, I want it now, I need it now, I can have it now, right? <clears throat> so you can wake up... You're really struggling there. Sorry. You can wake up any morning and you can... <clears throat> Google the weather or search the weather, ask your phone to tell you the weather, whatever. You can have endless amount of information. Yeah. I need to illustrate stuff it. You have we endless don't need. amount of information of stuff we don't need or want or whatever. It's your fingertips. Somehow we've survived without it. Um, and the idea of, of Advent, um, so yeah, it's very opposite to that. It's because it's all about um, anticipating and waiting. Um, and I guess like the one uh, the one guy I was listening to, he talks about how Advent produces three things, um, and that's adoration, anticipation, and it aims our longings. So I thought that was kind of neat. And then um, say that again: adoration, adoration, anticipation, and it aims our longings. Aims our longings. Yeah. So we'll kind of get into some of that in here. Um, Adoration is formed through the practice of patience, hoping with expectation and internal contemplation. 
Whoa, you guys. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a mouthful. I that is a mouthful. Listen I listened to can't it like even... 10 times before yeah. I could write it down. <laughs> so, I tuned you out with the first long word. Adoration. Adoration. Is formed through the practice. Is formed through practice, yeah. Of patience. Patience sucks. Hoping with expectation. Hoping with expectation. And internal contemplation. Internal contemplation. So that one would really be tough for you and I, I would think. Mm. Um, yeah. So patience. Hoping with expectation and internal yeah. waiting. Yeah. Internal angst. Thinking and waiting. And this is adoration. Yes. So adoration is patience, expectation, and hope, and waiting. Did they, like, do you have, like, a an, like a, an example of that in your life? Like, is there, like, do you find... <clears throat> So I guess my first thought would be waiting for my wedding day, right? Mm. Right. That is one of those times where you're like, you're patient, you're hoping and expectation and you're waiting. What was the last one? Waiting um, with intensity. Internal contemplation. Oh, internal contemplation. Yeah. Because you're just thinking about. So pride or I love that, I love that you use that example because Why? what he brought up Why was Why do you love that, Zach? <laughs> what he brought up was that he was saying he thinks that like so we often like to think that us humans, as a human race, that we're very smart and intelligent and we're thinkers and you know, we're um geniuses and the history of all that. Anyway. But his idea is that maybe we're not actually so much thinkers. Um, and part of that, he goes into how a lot of what we do say, think it comes from something that we're, um, the influences that we have in our life, whether they're active or subconscious or whatever. And that's a whole nother subtopic we're I was really going to get into, but yeah. his, his idea was that he thinks that we're more like lovers than thinkers and lovers in the sense of. Um, lovers like, in a dangerous time. Well, lovers in the sense of adorers. Like, I don't know if that's a word, oh. but like people who adore. And that's, that's like our base, like, that's who we were like built to be, meant to be. And so he goes back to the garden. This is he our says, like, humans, this was our purpose. To glorify God. It to was, adore was him. to adore and him. And give he, him glory. Yeah. And so then he says, like, we, at the fall, um, we weren't like. Stunning. Turned into somebody else. We still were adorers. However, we lost our focus and our, and our, our whole focus was like knocked off path or like, um, I don't know how you want to word that. Like our, <clears throat> the thing that we were, selfish. we started adoring other things in the world, right? things that weren't God or things that were yeah, right. for ourselves or so <clears throat> whatever. Idolatry. <clears throat> so the whole idea of Advent, um, is a time every year to reset that focus, um, and our adoration and to bring that back to God. To, it's a time to reorient our hearts to Jesus, a time to practice patience, a time to long for the day when he'll come back to make wrong, to make the, to right the wrongs. Is that different from Lent? Did this, did you come across that at all? Right. The, the practice of Lent where you're like, for 40 days prior to Easter, I'm going to give up something so that every time I long for it, I want, it draws me back in remembrance. Yeah. I think like it's similar in a way of like, a time where we're, we're thinking of what God's done for us. Like, I think with Lent, it's very much like the sacrifice that Jesus made, that God made. We make our us. sacrifice kind of in fasting. We're, it's whereas, like a, um, okay. yeah, this is a lot more about like the adoration. I really think that that's an important word here is like, um, 
we were meant like uh, we were, sitting we were, in hopeful expectation. Yeah, like God made us to adore Him. Like, we, hey, we're gonna we get ice cream later. And you're that. like, yes, I'm so excited for ice cream later. Yeah, we stopped doing that and started adoring other things. Um, but something that we need to be constantly reminded of in part of our sanctification process um, is being brought back to adoring Him, and not only like the current Him, but the future of Him to come. That makes sense. So not only that the hymn that we know of now, sure. More importantly than that, honestly, is that that's where I think we need to go today. Is <clears throat> we need to adore and anticipate. Well, this is where the anticipation comes in. Or an anticipate, <clears throat> yeah. The adoration of like <clears throat> the birth of Jesus, and okay. then we have this like flesh version of God. Yeah. But then the anticipation of like what that actually means for the future in fulfillment. And this, this is like buying a Kickstarter. Yes, yeah, it's kind of you really get so excited and you have all this FOMO, <clears throat> yeah. and so you order it and then you wait and then you get an update and you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got this game coming or this thing coming and I'm so excited for it, right? And you wait and you wait and then you're like, Oh, I finally got shipping notice. You're like, It's, yeah. it's coming, it's gonna fulfill, but so I'm like, still I, waiting. I don't think this is a great analogy, but oh, like the okay. one thing he used, sorry, someone wrote my Kickstarter once better. I actually do like that one, yeah. Thanks. Um, one he just said was like. You know, your mom is making a Christmas meal and you right. go grab a little nibble of it because you're hungry or you want to taste it. That is such a good thing. And now you're just more hungry because you've gotten a taste of what oh. of what that is going to come. And now you have this anticipation of what's coming for dinner. And now you're just like, you just can't wait to have that. You're just like so excited. Um, and he said like the birth of Jesus and like the gospel and the story that we have and the time he was here. That's the nibble. That's just a taste of that's what's to come. That's just a taste. And like we so easily and often forget what, this is not the ultimate earth and world and like victory has not happened yet. Um, and Back, you're preaching here. This is amazing. What we're experiencing today is like a tiny, tiny little piece of what is supposed to come. And, and I guess Advent really is a time part or at least half of it is a time to focus on to remember that to remember that to remember that there's like way better to come in the future and that we need to be setting our hearts on that and our adoration on that um and if we really align our hearts with like what's to come and, and what god's bringing down the road and, and in the future um that that can also bring a lot of healing now and that's another theme i saw a lot of when i was reading was talking about like the waiting and the stillness now <clears throat> and like big part of Advent is this season of like looking at like what's going on in the world and like destruction or disease or um, just sadness in general. And I think part of that has to come with like when things get dark, like in the Northern Hemisphere, if it's the darkest time of the, of the year, <clears throat> it's also just like mentally the darkest time. Right. And so it's a time where you can like rest your like heart and, hopes in what's to come and like these like the light of the world coming things really changing and being better um yeah it's supposed to be this like yeah light in the darkness and like there's so many different themes you can pull out of this and like so how do they teach this in australia like for our friends in australia that, oh, that know, are going just... in the longest days of the year. <laughs> leave that part out i guess oh, okay. but <laughs> okay sorry i didn't mean to wreck your yeah metaphor there well i just like <laughs> Again, it just happens to me that this is why it was picked for this time. I get it. Because, because yeah. the Western church rules all things. The people who decided yeah. were living in darkness at yeah. the time. So the, That's where the dark ages. Yes. So 
<laughs> anyway, a lot of rambling there, and I think there's a ton of themes hidden within all that. Um, and I guess that's where I was kind of like, at first, I was like, geez, is two weeks enough for this? Like, I don't know. Probably not. Maybe next year we do a proper month series, but um, there's plenty of them on pod. I, I, I made the silly mistake of searching the word advent on my podcast oh, app. No. Thinking, yeah. oh, I'll see some one or two. I'll see ten different ones about like one one week podcast on Advent. No, John there's Piper, like on forty thousand episodes of, and they're all part of a series. And I'm like, oh gosh, like, okay, so yeah, that was hard to yeah. nail well, that down. <laughs> every church went online last year and then put all their sermons up. Well, that too. So yeah, yeah. sifting through all that. Um, yeah, I guess like the biggest things that I kind of saw through that and what we were going to talk about this week to do with the second coming of Christ is like this idea of anticipation and adoration. Like it's a time of the year to reset our focus, to reset our hearts um, and reorient them towards. um, Yeah. Like we talked about last week, how like I'm not really like excited. I'm not like, it's easy to wait for for God to come back or Jesus to come back because I'm not like wanting it to happen tomorrow because I have all these worldly things that I want to happen. Yeah. But that's like not great. Like if we really are in tune with like <clears throat> what that really is going to mean when he returns, we should be like longing for that and excited for that and wanting it to happen. I find myself going through seasons where I, I'm really excited for the second coming for like that fulfillment. Like, let's get this done. Like, come Lord Jesus, come, right? That whole uh, cry of the apostles was like, just let's get through this so that it comes back, right? But then you're like, I don't know. You're going through life. And especially when it's just a struggle and you're just like, I really want this to be over. And then you, and then you come through that struggle and you have a good time. You're like, I'm not in a huge hurry. <laughs> and then you become numb to it. I think right. that's, I really love that idea oh. that, um, that concept that you're talking about, that adoration with hopeful expectation, Yeah. that waiting in anticipation of something even more to come that I've, I've t- I can smell the meal cooking. I saw you preparing pies yesterday. I can smell the bread warming up. Like it's it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, it's not, I guess like we keep saying it's like half, but like it's not really just half the story or not. Like we're not missing just half of it. We're missing most of the pie. Right. Only had a little piece of it. Yeah. There's, there's a sense that, um, so in preparation for this reading through Romans eight and Romans eight, like 15 to 28 is a real interesting passage where Paul is really talking about this end time, this celebration, this, this desire for like, uh, I read it in the message and it's like, what's next. There's a statement in there where he's like, we, we wait in anticipation and we ask what's next, Papa, what's next, God. We want our inheritance. There's an unbelievable inheritance coming to us. We just are waiting in expectation. The more we suffer, we know that God's working it out for our good. The more we go through, the more, um, and it's not just us. It's like all of creation and all the creatures. Um, really neat because 
uh, it says, I think it's in verse 24, it says like, when we get tired of waiting, the spirit of God starts that fire up inside us. Mm-hmm. When we become numb waiting, then the spirit of God inside us um, awakes our joyful expectation. And it's just what you said, that joyful expectation. And yeah, that's really cool. It's really resonating what you found and what I was reading mm-hmm. in preparation for this. Yeah, so I don't know. I, it definitely gave me a new appreciation for this whole Advent thing. I guess so now I'm just like wondering, like, did I just miss the lesson on all this? Or do we spend so much time like like trying to make the um, teachings of it new and fresh and, and drag it out over four or six weeks so that kind of forget that general overview or to like talk people into it, I guess. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I, as soon as you get into something that's very traditional, mm-hmm. I tend to shut down. Yeah. Uh, and some people get excited about that and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to light the candle and everybody, you know, they get excited for that. Yeah. Like I Whereas just, I'm like, oh, here we go. Like well, that's what the lot of people were talking about that I was listening to where they were saying like, <clears throat> often people are kind of run the other direction when they talk about Advent because they just know it as this, like, traditional, very old, like, thing that happens at their church, and sometimes it means lighting colored candles or different things, and there's all kinds of different practices. It's yeah, not a, it's and then not you've very, got, like, these kids come up and read this passage, yeah. and they butcher it, and yeah, then yeah. <laughs> that family comes up and reads this poem and this passage, and it's all about this hopeful expectation, but... They're trying to read it in four parts and it sounds terrible and it doesn't flow. Yeah. And you like, I can't focus on that. And then the message yeah. is like on some random part of this whole thing, because mm-hmm. we have to include like the Matthew, Mark, the Matthew and, and Luke versions of you know, the, the birth story. Mm-hmm. So we got to include that. We don't want to preach from Isaiah or we don't want to preach from Daniel or Colossians or Romans, we want to be Matthew and Mark or Matthew and Luke, then we're going to miss this stuff. Yeah. I think we just like to focus on the birth of Jesus. But well, yeah, it's Christmas. Makes sense. Maybe <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, I'm not going to harp on churches for very long here but anyway i just like no I, i'm i'm not on the church i'm just saying for myself that's where i miss it yeah so maybe i've missed it because i don't connect or i'm judging the way we're doing it or i right. i see it more as the production value like let's get as many families involved as we can and so many mm. people involved and like yeah but then we've missed this idea this hopeful anticipation this yeah i, I really don't think it's just us like <laughs> i think there's like a general um sense from like a lot of people that they aren't quite understanding the idea of advent or they don't fully i still don't i listened to like a few things and read some stuff and my mind has been wide open <laughs> now but um <clears throat> there's lots more like i when I was, like i said when i was browsing through there's all kinds of um podcasts and and videos and um blog posts and whatever that are like series like someone will do one for every day of december or every week for two months or right like there's different so there's lots of lots of things you can learn through there and um i guess i think it's just worth another another look probably 
um, if you're unsure what the importance of Advent is. So would you learn about the second coming? Because that was your question last week. Yeah. I think it was kind of like why the importance of the second coming? Like what's... Like I was saying, so like I think that I often have just brushed it off as like, man, it'll happen when it happens. Like I have lots of other things I want. This I was very like it's a very selfish like worldly view of like I'd rather have I I want that to happen, but not before I get to experience my stuff. But that's so like, and it's hard not to think like that because human. But the things that are going to come are going to be so much better than anything that we can experience here, and. How do you wrap There's your mind no way to that. know that or rep, like you can't. Yeah. It's just like that constant process of sanctification and getting closer to God and the more and more your heart aligns with his, the more that will actually become true in your own heart. Does that make sense? Like, um, Oh yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So the other, like I did write like the one line that I used and I, I probably should have wrote it down. I don't remember exactly what he <laughs> said, but it was like something along the lines of like, if you're, we're, we're always being um, transformed by something, whether that's subconscious or active. And so you're not actively seeking something that's transforming you, then you're probably like happening to you subconsciously. Um, and I think he was talking about that in the sense of like um, how culture makes us like impatient and um, opposite of Advent. Like we want things now, we don't want to wait, we don't want to anticipate, we don't want to take time to adore things, all that. Um, He's like, if we just like let culture wear away on us, then all of a sudden Advent's gonna be like gone, and we're not gonna, we're not even gonna celebrate it anymore because it's gonna be such a foreign concept. Um, so yeah, he was just saying like we have to be careful, I think, <clears throat> because we're always gonna be constantly being influenced by something, and so if we don't, if we don't know what that thing is, that's probably not a good thing that's influencing us. Right? Like, we're leaving that door open for something negative to happen. Do you find that, um, so doing this research, right? Mm -hmm. And so the, the adoration, the anticipation makes sense. But what about that aiming of your longings? Like, is that, is that well, yeah, moving? Like, that's, that's like is, what is that moving like, for you? Is that what you're talking about? Like, yeah, like, so, it aims our longings. My, my longings, like we talked about last week, were all very worldly. Yeah, you want to have kids, you want to have your family, like, you want yeah. to be... That's what I'm saying is part of it. Like, if you are looking forward to camp... The more we constantly celebrate this, and the more that we <laughs> align our hearts with God, like, those things are going to change. The things that we want out of, like, for our lives are going to be more and more what God wants for our lives, and not just, like, what our flesh wants. Um, and I think, like, there's this whole part of it, and we've talked about this, too, of, like, we just sometimes suck at celebrating do that more we need to yeah. celebrate more we're really bad at it really really bad at it as a culture as christians mm -hmm. i think we're really bad at it yeah of seeing what we have that's yeah. interesting i think yeah i think the importance of um second coming is i i don't know at this point in my journey i would say it's more important like that it has more weight on advent like on the topic of advent i think that like <clears throat> the christmas season is kind of split into christmas the celebration of the birth and advent the um celebration of both the birth and the second coming of jesus 
but that the birth is really only a tiny taste of what's to come. Mm-hmm. So really like the big thing is the second coming. It's just harder for us to like picture that as the big thing because we have no experience of it. Whereas at least we have like the um, writings of his first coming and reenactments <laughs> through skits and videos and the constant teachings. And we've grown up knowing it our whole lives. Right. Whereas like that second coming piece, last time you talked about revelation yeah right like it's, when yeah, yeah. i get it it's hard because it's not it's not a pretty lovely story like the christmas story is well and so that's why i really like your idea of hopeful expectation mm-hmm. it really changes it because again in preparation for this thinking about what am i anticipating and really pushing back against that concept of heaven mm-hmm. that i had as a kid and a teenager right the <clears throat> yeah streets of gold and nobody's going to cry and there'll be no more tears and there'll be no more like i guess right i get that that's a great picture and and i know it's biblical but i don't i don't think that's heaven as i've read as i read the bible as i learned more as i've studied it deeper as i look at what we were designed for if we were designed for glory and adoration we were placed in the garden to work alongside God and to bring glory to him, then my concept of heaven has changed drastically over the years. Right. And so I love this idea that what we have, the seal we have, the growing to be like Christ, the, the growing in holiness, the, the I'm sanctified, but I'm being sanctified idea, that is all fulfilled. And that fulfillment makes a whole lot more sense, that there's an actual banquet, there's an actual feast that's being prepared, and we've just had nibbles of it. And now suddenly it's, it's set, like the dinner table is set, and we all sit down and we have this massive celebration together. And, and all that, that means, it's working together and eating together and laughing together and, and, and being satisfied and being mm. fully present in that moment, not just hanging around the edges and hoping for little pieces on the outside. And I guess that, that has been something I've really re- been coming to terms with in preparation for this conversation. How, right. do we, how do we get to a point where we're so excited for that fulfillment that that drives us through today? Um, that, that we allow time and space to wait and get those updates that get us excited for what's coming. Imagine if we had like the, if we were driven by the FOMO of missing out on heaven. Like that would, that would like of missing out on that banquet with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then that's a totally different inspiration yeah, through our days. For sure. You would think that would change how you live your day you would pretty think, drastically. Yeah, yeah. That there was like, there's always this, this knot of excitement and anticipation and what are they going to do next? And when is it coming? And it's coming soon. And it's, I don't want to miss that. And I don't want anyone else to like, I think what time is it? Like, I got to go. I, I got to be ready. I got to be ready. It, it could happen anytime now. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean this, I could be very wrong. This is just my interpretation here, but you look at like the secular like idea now or like the, our world Christmas and the holiday season, commercialization of it. Um, and the idea of anticipation is certainly there. Because if you look at things like advent calendars, which is probably what you thought of advent before, um, 
this idea that like you get that little taste every day, but you have to wait to enjoy that, like the anticipation of waiting and like for, you don't just get to have all that candy at once. Right. Or yeah, whatever yeah. the item is now yeah. seeing ones with beer and all kinds of different things. Nice. Um, and then even just like Christmas, like, so, um, you know, Thanksgiving ends in the States, November ends for us, normal month. And everyone's like, get the tree up, get the decorations out. And as a kid, you're like, get the tree up. Like, let's go. Cause the tree means gifts under the tree and gifts under the tree means Christmas soon. And I get to unwrap my gifts on Christmas day. But that's not without that anticipation of 20 days of waiting, right? With yeah, waiting yeah. to have to get to do that on that day. So I, it's not the same, obviously. And that, like, I think that's where like part of this is like why Advent is important is because we're bringing our focus back off of those things that don't matter, bringing it to the right, the things that do matter. But it's interesting to see where like this theme of anticipation is still hidden amongst like secular stuff too. Very cool. Anything else you got? Oh, no. I think that's good. I kind of had gone in a, a little different direction with the ideas of looking at Old Testament prophecies and that you know, the idea of the kingdom, the idea of a, an eternal king, an eternal prince of peace, an eternal... Right. Uh, there's a coming kingdom. And just seeing that it's not... Not quite here, even though we we want it to be, right? But our citizenship is is affirmed, right? Like that that idea that we have something and we don't have it. We have everything, and yet there's more to come, and it's that's just a a really cool idea. No, good, good start, good start to our discussion. Yeah, yeah. So next week we'll talk about birth of Christ, baby Jesus. All right. Well, that's, that's it. Fantastic. That's all, I guess. Right. So we'll see you on the second episode, the second coming of the first coming on the first coming. Thanks. We're and doing then, a second episode on the first coming. I guess quick overview. We're this taking... is the first episode on the second coming. <coughs> okay. We're going to take a week off after that. And then we'll take a week off between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll be... So we'll see you next week just before Christmas. And then we'll be back in January. Sounds good. Have a great holiday. Well, I guess we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.